0: This is episode 65 with the lively Amber Leach. Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast. My name is Babik Patel and each week I bring you a super interesting conversation with an inspiring entrepreneur on how they live their life outside their business and what inspires them to live life big. Thank you for taking time to spend with me today and it's time to let the positivity flow. Amber Leach is an award-winning, critically acclaimed wedding photographer, marketing and PR consultant, entrepreneur and business coach. She was also nominated for Guardian's Best New Startup Award and won the award for Top 50 UK wedding photographers. She's deeply passionate about the true empowerment of female entrepreneurs and she is blazing the way as a pioneer, leader and marketing coach expert. Amber is also self-taught and launched her business against the backdrop of being a single mum in our conversation we discuss everything entrepreneurship don't forget to hit the like button subscribe and share this podcast with those close to you to show you care now for the one and only amber leach
1: brilliant well thanks for having me today my name is amber leach and i am a serial entrepreneur and um, i started my wedding photography business eight years ago that led into coaching and mentoring around four or five years ago. And then this January, I launched a marketing agency, which is very exciting. And then this month, I opened a luxury holiday let. So I've got four businesses, which I never thought I would have. And yeah, that's me.
2: Perfect. Now, something you said straight away from the start. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. Where did that energy come from to roll into the passion ideas and turn it into a business? Where does that come from?
1: Well, I never, ever, ever had on my career radar to be a business owner. Um, I did a degree in conservation biology. I loved photography, but never really thought it would be a kind of business. So I did a degree in conservation biology because I love travelling. Um, but during that time, I ended up doing quite a bit of photography for events and things like that, a um, couple of weddings, etc. When I graduated, I ended up getting a job in marketing. So I ended up doing marketing and PR for around ten years. Then one day, the business um, that I was working with just announced that they were making huge cuts. They called it a restructure. They were making lots of people redundant. We didn't know who it was. They just said, we're going to go from, say, 400 staff to 200 staff. Every area is going to be affected. It was horrific. They didn't deal with it very well. Um, I was freaking out, obviously. So I was talking to a friend one day and she said, well, you're a really good photographer. Just do that. And I thought, yeah, maybe. So I set up a Facebook page, started sharing my images um, and then just, you know, literally, I, I think it was quite lucky. It was around the time I had children, had a child. Lots of my friends had children. Lots of my friends were getting married. So suddenly I just started getting bookings for family photo shoots, bookings for weddings, bookings for this, bookings for that. To cut a long story short, within six months, I went Part No, I went part time after a couple of months and then within six months I quit my job and had this wedding photography business and that's where it all started. And then from that, things have just led one into another. Um, And yeah, and then now I've got four businesses, which I can't actually believe.
2: <laughs> so how do you manage your time? This is really interesting when you have multiple businesses, because, you know, being in this space, I know it's like, 20 balls that you're jumping at any one time and you have to have the energy to do it as well Because it's you know there has to be some purpose behind each thing that you're doing and there has to be a reason that you do it and the way you enjoy it for you to continue on that um just as Ceylon can start something just as quickly we can finish it as well right so it's actually that doesn't serve me anymore and I'm you know I'm going to spend more time on doing other things now first of all let me ask you one question how do you manage your time I think that'll be really interesting to hear but secondly is it how do you choose what to spend your time on when between the different um, purposes that you have
0: right now
1: yeah really good question so I'm really passionate about work-life balance when I started my business I started it because Um, So my daughter is called Liberty Pearl, and I became a single mum when she was about six months old. Um, So it was obviously quite a struggle working full time with a child in childcare. And I just thought, you know, that's one of the other reasons why I quit my job is because I didn't want to be in, I didn't want her to be in childcare for the rest of her life, you know, eight till six school wraparound care, et cetera. And so I, um, I decided to do that and created the business that fitted around my lifestyle. So it was great. I got to spend loads of time with her. Um, I worked out of, I worked out of the home probably one day every other week because I probably did about 20 to 30 weddings a year. The rest of the stuff I did while she was at school. So it was really good um, family kind of focused business. However, I didn't realize at the time, but because it was just me and her, um, I didn't have a partner at the time. So when I was at home in the evenings, I would just work because she was in bed, didn't really have anything else to do apart from watch TV or something like that. So I ended up setting up my business with actually quite an unhealthy work-life balance because there was nothing else for me to do. I just worked. I obviously love digital marketing. So a lot of my time was spent uh, marketing my business from home, which was obviously free. I didn't, enjoy um, wedding fairs. So for me, I would spend all my waking hours, marketing, 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 my bit, you know, hence the reason my business was so successful. Um, However, um, I think three or four years into my business, I met my husband on a dating website. We got married. We didn't move in together till we were married because we're Christians. When we moved in together, he was like, oh my gosh, you work all the time. I was like, no, I don't. I just work. He's like, you literally work every moment possible when Libby's in bed. So that was a real eye-opener because I realized for me, it was a good work-life balance, but obviously my life had changed. So then I started um, reflecting on, what was I doing? What can I outsource? Um, you know, what what should I be spending my time on? What are my priorities? Obviously, my husband, my stepson, my daughter was always my priority. But then she went to bed early. So it's, you know, it's just your life changes. Businesses evolve. They get busier. Um, so then I... Um, I did have an admin person, but I actually got her to do a lot more. I started outsourcing my editing. I got a team of photographers. So I grew my business, which was actually a really good, um, it, it coincided with my business growth anyway. Um, and I kind of had to do it. So I just had to outsource to give my time back. So it it turned out to be a really good exercise, which I may not have done if I hadn't met my husband. So, um, so from that point, um, work-life balance is really important to me that's obviously been a journey because you can't just suddenly change everything overnight. You have to build in new processes. Um, I had always had um, a lot of automation in my business. So I use a program, a CRM system called 17 Hats. There are many out there. Um, This is a really good, I don't know if everyone's heard of CRM systems, but essentially it manages, um, I run two, um, three businesses from it, got three different brands on it. So I run all of my leads, all of my inquiry forms, any kind of email automation, any invoices, contracts, questionnaires, booking forms, just anything to do with my business is on there. It, you can automate it 100%. I don't. I tend to personalize it. But that was literally life-changing. It helped me to just make my business run. It helped me get more bookings. It made my, inquiry, my lead conversion much better because of consistency. So that would be my first tip to anyone when you're starting out, start with a CRM system. You almost don't know what you need until it's too late. So for me to then transfer all of my information onto a CRM system, all of my processes and email templates took weeks because my business was so extensive. Whereas if you start with one, it's much easier to build up so that's my first tip for work-life balance and for prioritizing is automate and use a crm system mm-hmm. there are loads out there i can't think of any at the minute i think there's blue light there's for photographers there's one called studio ninja but i think for me 17 hats does everything it's really easy to use and it's the customer service is brilliant so I highly recommend that um but moving on a few years so today my life looks very different um I, I think through the process of achieving that great work-life balance, I always try to book in a date night with my husband. Didn't always work, but little things like that. I think people think you need a huge amount of time um, with your family and you're going to have to sacrifice your business. But actually with my eldest daughter, after school every week, we would go for a special time in a cafe. We've probably done that every Tuesday for as long as I can remember. It doesn't always happen. But for me and her, that was really special to have that time. I would always be at home at dinner time, we would always have dinner time together as a family. Sundays my husband works, which is unfortunate for our family, but it meant I got special time with my daughter on our own. I wouldn't book shoots on a Sunday. And also on my out of office, I say, Sunday is family time. I go to church, probably won't reply, but I will reply as soon as I can. And also I work Saturdays for weddings, but any Saturday i don't work we always have we always plan a family day um it took me a few years um probably 5 years before i actually started planning my holidays in january and because my weddings are very seasonal obviously over the holidays usually very busy but i slowly realized if i didn't book in these holidays i would literally work the whole summer the whole easter the whole half term because lots of brides are teachers they want to get married in the holidays so now every january we book all of our holidays. Obviously, coronavirus has kind of messed that up a bit, but we booked camping trips. So we've already had one. We've got two more coming up in the summer, and I'm sure we're going to try and get away somewhere else as well. So for me, having that in, and to be honest, this year, our first camping trip – I did have to shoot a wedding in the middle of it. However, it was four-hour wedding, mini wedding because of the restrictions, but I still got to go on that holiday. And then my husband and my stepson got to spend a nice day fishing together. So we made it work. You know, it's not perfect still, you know, could be better. Um, But now, um, eight years in, I've had a baby. She's 18 months old. And for me, um, I still had to work. Obviously, at the beginning, it was lockdown. So my other daughter was at home. So it was slightly different. But from September, when she was about nine months old, I booked her into nursery. So she goes to nursery two days a week. And at the time, I wasn't really turning over much money because of coronavirus stopping everything. But I knew for my own sanity, my work, my commitments and consistency in my business. I needed that time. So I wasn't working all night when she was asleep. And then my husband has her on a Friday. So for me, I work three days a week. That's it. I'm really strict on it. And I do, um, I have a couple of coaching clients in the evenings and maybe the odd phone call with bride and grooms. But for me, working three days a week. I'm really, really strict. I manage my time hour by hour. I use the Pomodoro technique to time what I'm doing. I have to-do lists every day. I map out my days hour by hour. It doesn't always work. And sometimes my meetings go on, et cetera. But I really try and prioritize on the Sunday night what's going on in the week. And I revisit that every day just in case something else comes up. You know, sometimes I'll have a last minute press request or something, so you know, that will bump up the list. But my main focus is our marketing if I'm not marketing, I'm not going to get any business. My second focus is keeping my customers happy at the moment. Um, and then what else do I do? Oh yeah. Invoicing and, you know, getting those, um, make sure the invoices are out, making sure my, uh, admin, like booking forms, calendars are up to date. I have got an admin person, but I have a catch up with her once a week. And I'm really surprised how much I can actually do in three days. Um, and on my days off, I'm really strict. I plan in loads of baby stuff with mummy friends and which means if I've got my baby around, I can't sit on my computer editing. It just won't work. So for me, I feel really proud of myself because I've never worked part-time. Um, and even though I could have done, I I always chose to work, work, work. And now I feel like I always thought I had a good work-life balance, but now I feel like I've actually got more family time than work time. But my business is still, you know, sometimes thriving, sometimes ticking along, depending on if it's school holidays, etc. Mm-hmm. But I really feel now... Um, that, you know, I've, I've really got it and I'm really enjoying it. And I kind of feel like I don't ever want to work more than three days a week now, cause it's really fun. Oh. And I enjoy my family time. And, you know, I sometimes do work late at night, like I'm doing my website and my new website at the moment. So sometimes, you know, when you start something, you just want to get it finished. So I have had the odd late night, um, which does happen, but, yeah, I, I really feel like um, it's been a really long journey. It's something I'm really passionate about. And I believe that, you know, I think the belief is that if you're growing a business, if you are successful, you have to be in the 5am club, you have to do this, you have to work all the hours under the sun, you have to do a seven day week, you have to ignore your family, your marriage, you know, could potentially break down, but actually you have to put the business first. And it's not right. And I, I really feel sad when people are so consumed by their business that they just hate it, which, you know, I've been been there and you know they're neglecting their family I've done that as well and you know it's something really passionate about and you know it's so easy to outsource and actually if you outsource to an editor you can then take on five more bookings so you know it just maths makes sense but it takes such a long time to let go as an entrepreneur, it takes a long time to realize and have the confidence that actually if I outsource and invest now, I can make that money back 10 times over by, you know, obviously photography is a bit different, but with other people, it could be admin or things like that. So, so yeah, obviously, I'm a bit passionate about work-life balance, so I've gone on a bit too long. But, yeah, it is um, it is something that is a journey, I think, for entrepreneurs. How have you found it with work-life I, balance?
2: It's um. <laughs> So funnily, there's so many things that resonated with me well, while you were talking because being on a similar journey. Now, now I've been in the space for 21 years, so I you oh, know, right. like, yeah, yeah. So a yeah. so long time. So so many things that you mentioned there. One of the key things for me was the thing at the start. So the first 10 years was just about growing, growing, growing. You know, I, I thought of an idea, you start rolling with it, you go with it. You know that 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 mindset because you have so much energy and you're like. And, you know, I need to funnel this through into different sources. So I had a home technology business, which I still have. I opened a Pizza Hut, then I opened a trade business, and I had an online with online start. You know, all these things. And then, and then, what was really interesting about the whole thing was what you mentioned about when you got married and you you know you, you had your husband and stuff. And what I found is that my wife was always corporate. So when we so listen to this number, this this will make you laugh. When we actually got married that month when i got married so that was august 2003 is when i got married um and in that same month so i planned the wedding and the honeymoon so that I was there i was opening my first pizza i bought my shop for my other business that was completing in august and we bought our first house which was completing as well and all that happened within one month and i'm like now looking back i'm like how did I even do that? Like, you know what I mean? At the time, it just everything just seemed to line up and it and it worked, right? Now, what was really interesting is that then she came into my life, and then it was a case of um I continued more or less in the same trajectory, and she got it for a bit. And then at one point, um, so she was was still working corporate at the time. So she'd get up at nine o'clock, i uh, she'd get up at seven, leave the house at eight, I'd still be in bed. I'd get up at nine. She'd ring me from her desk saying, are you awake? <laughs> you need to feel like I can find? I'd get up, do all my stuff. I'd leave for work. So that was 10 to six. And then for another business from six till two in the morning. So I'd get back home and she'd be in bed. And that happened for six days a week. And, and then one day, which was a Sunday, which was the time together. And after about six months of that, and this is when we first got married as well. So it was like, like you know, even though we knew each other for a long time, we got married. And then after six months, she goes, this can't carry on you know that and I was like oh shit okay now I need to work out okay, how to get a weekend off and stuff like that and she got it and then it's funny because as then um, all the time I was always fighting which was um, okay I still want to get this done and this and this one, but I know I need to take some spend some time you know with with the wife or spend some time doing other things not working but I didn't see it as work I I loved what I did so you always Thinking about it, your brain's always on, and you like, yeah, I yeah, me so we'll get this done. Let me just get this done. Okay, let me just quickly get this done. Always <laughs> goes right. Sounds like and then, yeah, and then and then um, funny thing is that she then left when we had our kids. She left corporate. She we, she stopped working, and then I was the main income man and stuff. But after that, after about eight years of that, she goes, "I'm going to set up my own business, and you know, I'm going to do fitness and nutrition and things like that." And since she started, which has been the last six, eight years, something. She now gets it in terms of the way I used to be. In terms of she, yeah. she'd be like, oh let me just sort this email out. I'm going to sort the customer, I said, but you're doing it all the time. She goes, Do you remember you used to I say that to you? You know, it's like if well, you have two people I found, I don't know if your your husband, does he work or is he Yeah, he you no
1: know, he works in corporate, he's yeah. an operations manager. Yeah. There you
2: go. So that that was the key to me. When she worked, hope she didn't get the way I thought about life and the, my brain. Be you know, we'd be watching a movie, and actually, she'd be. I'd be watching something. I'd be like, "That's a brilliant idea, just Justin. I reckon I can do something like that." It's <laughs> like, don't you ever switch off? Like just watch a movie. <laughs> think about yeah. that. And that's I think that's the entrepreneur. We see opportunities in so many yeah. things every, we? and we almost have to rein ourselves back, don't we? We have oh, to yeah. like you know say. Actually, just switch up one moment. It's that like conversation with ourselves, isn't it? But just switch up. Amber. Just switch off one moment. It's fine. It will be all right till tomorrow. I just leave it. So I get it. You know, it's almost like I'm hearing myself. You know, you know, ten years ago, I'm hearing exactly what you're doing. So it is brilliant, and I love being that space. But there's a there is a danger for Amber, which I you know I'll, 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 I I will confess. You you can get to a point where you take on too much, and then you like. You know, I can't. You know, when financial crisis happened in 2010, and I've been a lot open about this. At that point, you know, I had uh, same thing: four businesses, 45 staff, a huge turnover, and then the financial crisis happened. And i realized that I was quite a weak entrepreneur because I'd never planned for that. The plan was always grow, 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 and then yeah. suddenly, when everything stopped, similar to COVID, everything stopped. Yeah. We were just over-leveraged. And at that time, the difference was, Amber, government didn't help us nothing. No, it was no, literally, you just thought yourselves out. And the bank shop, shop, no one was lending money. And it was just, it was hard, you know. And then the next eight years was a case of slowing it all down, actually yeah. selling the business, slowing it down. And then getting back to, why did I start in the first place? Mm-hmm. And now I'm in that space. I love it again. But I had to go through that. Like you said, eating it. I hated yeah. it and it was so hard and emotionally and physically just took so much out of me. But I'm so much stronger today and I'm glad, you know, I went through that process. So yes, yeah, yeah. I um <laughs> fully agree with your story there. Now, Amber, how you know you said you worked in corporate for a while and then you were almost forced out of that to then set that up.
1: If that never
2: happened, do you think your life would have moved this way or do you think you would have still been of the
1: corporate ladder i don't know i was kind of getting annoyed a little bit because um I can't remember which point exactly, but I remember there was a story in the newspaper about like the direct, I won't give to any information because I don't like naming and shaming, but um, there was a story in the paper about the director of this um, corporate and apparently they'd been cutting all this money in the business, but she'd been shopping in um, Dubai saying, oh yeah, I'm helping the Dubai economy by buying like 20 designer handbags. And we were just like, what? And it just made you think, oh, actually, this woman doesn't care about anyone at all. She's a complete liar. And it just really made me feel like I was just a number. And I think that was the time of the restructure as well. So if in the end, to be honest, we didn't get made redundant because we were in digital marketing. We actually got centralised and our team grew. So I just left anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that whole process just made me realise I work really hard. No one actually cares, you know, they just want what they want. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously that's a very simple way of putting it. And I'm sure it wasn't, and not everyone was like that. There were some lovely managers there that I loved and learned a lot from. I learned a lot from working in the corporate world, but I think now it makes me realize that I'm not a very good person to be managed because I just like doing things my own way. I have my own ideas. And if someone tries to tell me what to do, I usually go against the grain Um, and some managers work with that and see it as a real kind of, you know, benefit to them. And some people hate it. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now I've been an entrepreneur, I've realized, oh, I probably wasn't the most easiest person to manage. So um, that's quite funny. So, yeah, I don't know how long I would have lasted there. I did. I did have quite a successful career. I did grow up that. you know, I progressed quite quickly and I loved it. So yeah, who knows what would have happened really. Um, I do get bored quite easily. So I was always looking for like the next thing to do in my career. Um, but no, I, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would ever have been an entrepreneur because I've never, I didn't have any business training. Um, obviously marketing is huge and strategy and organization I I brought to my business, but yeah, I, um, maybe I would have done some extra marketing qualifications or something I don't know but loads of my colleagues are still there now so I don't
2: know
1: I don't know it's a funny question I've never thought about it it's
2: interesting though you lasted that long in it so you said 10 years roughly so again here's here's another mirror for you when I finished university so I finished university and I did management in Leeds, and then I finished that and then just to keep my dad off my back, I went back to university because it's like, you know, you need to go and get a job now. So, okay, I'm going to go back to university. So, I didn't know the year. So, I didn't, I enjoyed marketing part of, of management. So, I did a marketing master's, finished that, and then went to London for six months, worked corporate. And then the only thing that I loved the job, I loved the work, I loved the people, everything. I just hated the politics, you know, about getting yeah, on that. with people because you have to get on. And I was like, my idea of working is you work, you work hard, and you grow. Yeah, so, yeah. You know that it should be as simple as that, but it's not. It's about who you know and yeah. who you play golf with and Who you go to drink with the Now, you know all those other things, which I understand the importance of human connection, but this seemed to overplay the even ability to work. You know, I had people that I worked with that didn't do that. Did sorry about my language, but fuck all and. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but still kept progressing, you know? And I was like, yeah. how does that make any yeah. sense? doesn't make any sense, you know? So therefore I was like, okay, no, that that's it. So I lasted six months and I said, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And I left them and, and just with like 500 quid in my pocket. I was like, let me try something. And I went back home to my parents, lived there at 24 and then set up my business and and you know, never looked back. And I now classify myself as unemployable because yeah. I must be the most annoying person to employ because exactly yeah. like, like, you, when I have an idea, I just want to roll with it. I don't want to go fill in forms and then talk to this person about that person about, no, 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 Let's just go with it. I know it will be all right. And if we fail, it doesn't work. If we do, it does. So, you know, yes, I, but I'm trying to hone myself now. I'm, I'm an older version of that person. Yeah. So I try to hone myself, say, actually just think of one thing. Let's work on one thing for now let's good. I know mean, it's hard, but it's a new muscle I need to build and I like it. I actually like doing less with more time and stuff. Um but sometimes I don't know if you if you're similar to this. I I find if I have too much time, then I become unproductive because then I, mean, I just
1: absolutely yeah. You know,
2: there's a fine line in terms of yeah. balancing how much I do.
1: Yeah no I'm the same and I um I learned that lesson actually in university because I always worked because um my family weren't very wealthy so I had to kind of pay myself for university with you know grant um you know student loan etc and had a job and um, but I also volunteered because I worked in the environmental sector and I went I remember going on a university field trip to Italy and my my like course leader said oh, in your final year, you can't have a job. You need to hundred percent focus on your studies. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Oh, so I quit my job. I quit my voluntary placement and I had all of this time and I completely fluffed it because I didn't know what to do. I had all this time. I was just like, ah, I've got all this time, it's fine. And I literally, it was the worst thing I ever did. And I'm really cross that he flipping said that to me because (laughs) I was literally probably online for a first. I had all this time. I ended up going out with my friends because I was like, oh, I've got all this time, it's fine. And I literally had the worst year ever. I went out a lot. I did photography a lot, which I was kind of getting paid for, but it wasn't really that great. But I kind of started progressing my photography career in the music industry, which wasn't good timing but I think because I had no other commitments I was like yeah it's fine so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I totally
1: learned that that actually the more busy I am the more productive I am because I know that I've got and that's why I think it's good probably with me with the baby because I know Mondays and Thursdays I'm out of action so I don't book in any meetings I just say to people if you want to have an hour conversation with a baby in the background like poking the computer or you know (laughs) Crying fine, but I just can't do it. So it does mean that it's a bit frustrating, but it means that on those days, I know, right, that's it, I've got it till 5 15. And then, you know, yeah, so I pack yeah, yeah. it in. Like yesterday, I was literally back to back meetings all day and then till six o'clock i had to do my emails and my husband's like what's for dinner i was like i don't know i've literally been in back-to-back meetings all day so yeah he made dinner sounds good but yeah it's um and that's another thing about work-life balance is communicating so i think even though i'm at home working i just say to my husband look you know he's great he loves cooking but I just try and, you know, we manage, we schedule our meals. We try and make loads on a Sunday and we try and fill the freezer up. So, you know, cause he doesn't want to come home, and make dinner. I don't want to be the only one making dinner. So we, we really try and plan that, um, which saves us money and time. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's another tip that I had to learn is actually planning my meals, which you think, how does that make me more productive? But yeah. It does, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> And at the time when you're cooking, just cook more, right? And just oh, I always do that. I Freezer's like, awesome, like, right? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> freezer, freezer full of food, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So, uh, so if we if we think about just moving forward, right now, I can see the way you think. I can already work it out the way you <laughs> you think about stuff, right now. You mentioned something about a new venture that you're you're starting and you're you're moving into. At what point, because it seems like you've gone full circle now, so you've gone into yeah, things yeah. which you have the most knowledge on. And I, you know, when when um, mentoring and supporting young people, i say there's always something that, that anchors you. There's some skill or knowledge or something that you know, you you do comfortably, you're good at, it, and you want to do, you want to learn, etc. Try and tie whatever business you're in, into that because you'll always want to do it and you'll always be good at it. Whereas if you're, you know, if you're like a... Um, if you like gardening, for example, and then someone says go and work in the stock markets, you may not actually be that great, right? Even though it makes yeah. you a lot of money. Yeah. Because you know gardening. Do something yeah. with gardening, you know. So and you know, the world all you know, the world doesn't need to see another dentist, it needs to really see a guy cut grass with love, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's that analogy, isn't it? The world needs all sorts of people doing lots of things. Now, you going back to your what you know and what you love in the marketing area, right? Why did it take these businesses to get to that space? Or was it always an idea that you were thinking of doing sort of earlier?
1: Yeah, really interesting question. No, it was never an idea that I thought I would do. As I said, never thought I'd do photography as a business or be a wedding photographer. I didn't really even enjoy looking at wedding photos. So it was honestly just... <laughs> I don't like the word accidental entrepreneur, but I, I think I am one of those. because So wedding photography, that happened as a personal challenge, when I was having some coaching, I decided I love setting goals and kind of giving myself a challenge. So I decided to set up a workshop, which was basically teaching photographers the things I wish I'd known when I started, because I still see it now. And it's why I'm a business coach and why I'm so passionate about it is, um, Photographers, obviously, they've got photos. Loads of photographers are incredible at taking pictures. You look at them and think, wow, like more talented than I am, 100%, million percent. But they think they're rubbish because they're not getting bookings. It's not the quality of work, it's not their talent, it's their marketing and business. So for me, I thought, well, if I can teach people some top tips, it will help their business because they've already got the skill, you know, photography, you can teach, but there's something inside some people that is just there, which means they're not necessarily the best marketer or business entrepreneur, you know, business person. So I did a challenge to myself. I did a one day workshop. Um, I think had about 10 people. And by the end of the workshop, they said, this was brilliant. When's the next one? I then started organizing editorial workshops, which were with models wedding dresses, et cetera, to help build their portfolio because some people wanted a little bit more portfolio. That led into a series of 16 workshops in the UK. And I did one in Provence for a week, which was incredible. And these covered marketing, social media, business, obviously photography, not necessarily the technical side, but kind of how to find your style, et cetera. I also started doing videography as well. Um, That then led naturally into lots of the photographers saying, oh, actually, I I would like to learn more about this. Can you coach me? So I then started coaching people um, and I then turned that into a separate coaching business because it got really successful. Um, During the lockdown, obviously there were no weddings. So I then started doing a lot of coaching and that just picked up. I didn't really start advertising it. um, So while I was at home, I was doing a lot of coaching. I then thought, why don't I do this in an online course? So I started, I launched a marketing course. I launched a destination wedding photography course and I launched an Instagram um, social media course in January. I found that on the Instagram course in January, There were some great results. Some of the people got something like 18,000% more um, engagement. They got 400% more web visits. I knew it worked. Obviously, it worked for me. It had worked on my other courses, but it was working on this online group. It was great. But some of the people just didn't enjoy it as much as I did. I love social media. I love it. But I think it's another language that some people just don't understand. They don't enjoy And it's not their gift and talent. And I almost think they don't want to do it, which is, you know, loads of people hate marketing. So I then decided, got this crazy idea. Would you like me to do it for you? So I did a poll in the group and in my networks, just on my Facebook groups and said, if I was to offer a done for you marketing service, would anyone like it? And I put, you know, it could possibly include this. Let me know if you want any more information within it. I think I always post late at night before I go to bed. I kind of finish everything off by the morning. I had 16 inquiries from people. I had three phone calls the next day and I had two bookings for six month contracts. And that was in January. And it has literally exploded as I'm only working three days a week. There's only so much I can do. So I've now um last week I advertised Um, for a social media manager to join my team. And I've decided that I absolutely, I knew I loved it anyway, but I've decided for me, I'm still going to do my wedding photography, but to be honest, that's just, um, it's kind of just running along. I've got a team now um, and it's a lot less for me to do. My coaching as well is great, but I found with wedding photography and coaching, I love the people side of of it, but for my family, It takes me away from my family. So when I do a coaching, it's in the evening with face to face contact. With my wedding photography, obviously I'm out the house on a shoot, I'm not with my family at the beach. Whereas with marketing, it's all online. I can do it any time. Obviously the initial meetings I have to have with people, but that's usually nine to five, Monday to Friday, but then the actual marketing, I can create a strategy, you know, in the evenings, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, it actually fits with my family. Um, and I think long-term, you know, I'm nearly 40. We might want to have another baby. Weddings are amazing, but I can't see myself doing it into my sixties, you know, um, Uh, coaching is brilliant, but it's a very, very, very competitive market. And I don't have any qualifications at the moment. And I also feel that lots of my coaching clients need help with my marketing. So I, I started kind of offering it to my coaching clients and it's just now people are coming to me. I had a meeting with a wedding venue the other day, which is really exciting. That hasn't booked, but it's still given me the confidence that actually, you know, I might be doing the marketing for one of the top wedding venues in Cornwall. So yeah, it's just really exciting. And I think with being an entrepreneur, I think your life changes, seasons change, obviously coronavirus. If that hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't have decided to run marketing because I wouldn't have had time to create an online course. Um, I wouldn't have had that extra time to, you know, have those ideas. And I really feel like coronavirus has helped me step back and revisit everything. Mm -hmm. Obviously not everything works. I've launched courses, no one's booked on or I've only had one person. So, you know, I'm not saying, oh, I'm this amazing entrepreneur and everything works. It's still a learning journey. Mm -hmm. I also created my marketing packages a bit too cheap at the beginning because I wasn't really sure how long it would take me. So when I then got my first couple of clients, I had to literally double triple my prices now because I realised I'm actually giving so much value. They're getting amazing results, and it's taking me a lot of time. So I've put my prices up, and I'm still getting bookings. So mm-hmm. it is a learning journey, but I, I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. And I think I love it because with coaching. Um, People have to do the work and you can't force your students essentially to do the homework. So it really frustrates me. Loads of my clients are really good, but some people get really busy um, things happen. They don't necessarily do it all. And then they're not getting the results. And I'm just like, oh, come on. If you just do this, you'll get the results. So, you know, whereas marketing, I do the work and I get their results and I can see the tangible outcomes. They can see it too. So I almost feel like it's a lot, easier for people to think, well, they don't have to do the work. So, yes. so, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the consultancy um, side of it, and obviously me doing the work is just, yeah, I, I'm just really enjoying it. And it's another way I can help businesses thrive, um, be successful, and enjoy what they love doing, which, you know, I love doing marketing. It's really funny. I'm working with a wedding photographer she hates marketing, but she loves editing. So she's an editor for other photography businesses, whereas I'm now doing her marketing and I've got editors doing my editing. So it's just a really funny example of how, you know, do what you love and outsource the rest. And that's what yeah. my, you know, huge motto. So, so yeah, it's really um, I don't think none of it has ever been planned, but it's just kind of if you step out and try something, you know, open those doors and see what happens. It doesn't always work, but why not give it a go? And I think that's the thing with being an entrepreneur. Mm. Obviously, I don't agree with investing loads of money in something that is a huge risk and you don't know if it's going to work. All of my things that I've done have been very low cost, online first, test it online before you go and employ someone or get a big office or something. Mm. So, yeah, it's um, – but, yeah, it's work, really right? just,
2: just start moving, just start yeah. doing the work, right? And the rest will right, so – that's nice, perfect. Brilliant. Now, Amber, there's a couple more questions I'd like to ask you just before we end the podcast, which will yeah. just tap into a little bit of a deep think of you. Now, we're going to fast forward 100 years into the future when we're at the last moments of your life, okay? So you don't have enough energy to speak, but you have enough energy to share three words. Now, these three words have resonate with you all your life and they've helped you and you help by sharing them. It can help those people that are listening. What would those three words be for you and why?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I think help. Um, I love helping people and people always say to me, oh, you're really helpful even at weddings. And I think, you know, if a, if I'm at a wedding and a baby needs picking up or is crying or someone's dress needs doing up, I just love helping people. And I think, you know, it's Some people, it's just a really important thing for me to do um, in my life, but also I just can't sit by and see people struggle. So that's probably why I'm a business coach as well and do the marketing. So, yeah, I think help or helpful. Um, I think um, passion, I think for me passion is really important. If you're not passionate about something, just do something else. Um, And, you know, it's the same with people in jobs. A lot of people I coach have been in corporate jobs and they've just lost their passion. And I think um, in my business, I've also lost my passion and I've had to go and search for it again. So I think, you know, there are two things you can either quit or you can try and find it again. And I did that with photography. I lost my kind of creative passion and I found it again so I think yeah you have to have passion for what you do and also the passion comes from why you do it so you mentioned that earlier you know why are you an entrepreneur why did you set up a business for me it was family work-life balance to be able to create the life I wanted so I think you have to be passionate about why you set up as an entrepreneur and keep that you know I keep reminding myself why have I done this well it's so I can spend more time with my family. Okay. So why am I working really late and being tired and not spending time with my family? So you have to keep yourself in check. Mm -hmm. So yeah, passion, helpful. And I suppose family as well, because, you know, my family comes first over everything. And I remember a friend having a baby and, you know, I'm not judging, but she was saying, I'm having a baby. I'm going to take it to work. And, you know, I know some people have to do that, but I was like, she doesn't have to do that. She's got enough money, like her husband, they share a business together. And I just thought, why are you having a baby? Like, it works. And they've been trying for a baby for a really long time as well. So it just made me think, I hope I'm never like, you know, she obviously loved her job and everything, but I just thought, um, or their business, but I just thought for me, my family, like, I just thought I never want to have a baby. And, not want to spend time with it I'm not saying that's what she wanted I'm not like judging her but it just made me think like oh my gosh I don't ever want to be that person that just is obsessed with work and has a baby but doesn't want to play with it and like go to baby groups and you know I love being a mum and even though I am an entrepreneur um I almost think as well um I love being a wife as well. And I almost think that today, um, just being a wife and mum almost feels like that's not a good enough calling. Mm. And so for me, I'm really passionate. Yeah, I am an entrepreneur. I love my business. But actually, what's the point in having all of that if you ignore your family, which I have done? You know, I have put my business over my family and my husband. You know, I have done that. And for me, I just thought, what's the point? You know, if I lose my husband and family, why would I want this business? You know, I'm doing that for them. So, yeah. So I feel really blessed having a baby because it means that, I mean, I feel really blessed having a business because it means now I've got my baby, I can have time off with her. And I think my family, I have to keep that at the top of my mind. And I just hope that I do, you know, maintain that balance. Um, Mm -hmm. Um, because I do get really passionate about my business. I get passionate about helping people. And then my family sometimes slip down the list. So, yeah, I think family, help and passion. Um, and it is a journey. Add a journey in as well. And a and learning, learning yeah.
2: process. Right? <laughs> learning constantly, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, the last question I have is... Um, this podcast is called Bigger Than Hustle, and right now you're bigger than the world. So I've got a microphone, and I've connected it up to 7.58 billion people on this planet. They can all hear you. They can all understand you. They all speak English. Um, they're all awake, and they're all conscious, and they're listening to what you've got to say. I'm only going to give you 30 seconds. Now, I know you're going to find this hard, but I'm only going to give you 30 seconds. If you could share a message with the, with the world for the next 30 seconds, what would that message be?
1: I think it would be do what you love um spend time doing, put yourself first as well. So find a really good hobby and keep that going. Um, I think be kind to people, help people. Um, there's no such thing as competition because you are, there's only one you. So even though I'm a photographer, there are millions of other photographers out there, but You know, get your personality out there. Don't be afraid to shine with your personality, with your strengths, with your passion, with your style, whatever business you're in. Um, And even, you know, um, make friends with people across along the way, help as many people as possible because, you know, you will get that back as well. Everyone's on a journey. So give people a lot of grace, I think. Um, And money isn't everything. You know, you can earn all the money in the world. But if you've left all your family behind and things like that, what's the point? Um, And enjoy nature. I love nature. So I love wild swimming. I love photographing nature. I love going out in nature. And I think as an entrepreneur. I'm really blessed because I live in the southwest by the sea. But I think, you know, nature is just incredible and it is just amazing and i love it and i feel so blessed that i can just look at the sea and swim in it and go for walks on dartmoor and so yeah i think enjoy nature as much as possible because it is beautiful
2: there you go. and nature allows you to come out of your own head as well to get yeah. out of your head and understand the the, the the enormity of this universe and what we live in and i think it's always a grounding experience when we realize we're not the most important thing in the world oh yeah universe, you know so at this young chamber I'd really really like to thank you thank you so much for coming on thank you for sharing so much you just be like a tornado on it oh. thank you thank you and you know you shared with such honesty that's I think there's so much learning from people that are just starting out on this journey because there's no set path there's no rule book just like being a parent there's no rule book you just figure it out on the way and as long as you've got a mind to just continually adapt pivot and adapt if whatever it is that you you feel that you can serve the world with, just go out and serve it. I'm sure Amber will, will would agree with that. So, thank you, thank you so much. Just before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say?
1: I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It's a real inspiration, and yeah, keep doing what you're doing because I think sharing people's stories is so important. And I think. Everyone's on a journey and it's really encouraging to hear kind of, you know, everyone else's stories. I love your questions. They're so good. So, yeah, well <laughs> done for keeping it going. And um, yeah, I just um, hope lots of more exciting people come your way. And I, I look forward to listening to the next few episodes.
2: Thank you so much, Amber. So just as a juncture, I, this is a, a Bigger Than the Hustle podcast and I'm Patel. I'm your host. And a few thoughts to leave you with before we go. Big energy leads to big thoughts, big thoughts lead to big ideas, big ideas lead to big actions and big actions lead to a big life. So keep thinking big. Until next week, goodbye.